Don't fear, just live right. Neil A. Maxwell. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 49 today as we take a look at Proverbs 23 and 24. We're going to read it in two translations. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all that, let's pray. Father, I want to offer this time up to you and ask you to use it as you would see fit. Whatever you have planned for this time, I pray that you would make that happen. Spirit, I ask that you would open the word to our understanding, that these verses would have meaning to us and not just intellectual meaning, but that we would have changed hearts that move forward in lives that reflect your glory in a way that we didn't before we met you in your word. Pray that you would continue this learning in us throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 3.23, and the ESV version reads, Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. New Living Translation says it this way, They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. We're in the middle of a passage in Proverbs 3 titled, Wisdom, brings happiness. And in this section in general, we don't see as much of it today, but wisdom is personified in these verses. That means the author is representing an abstract concept in human form. In this case, wisdom as a woman. In today's verses, we find out more of what happens when we don't lose sight of her, when we guard her closely and value her like jewels. The first benefit we see today in the verses is that we will walk on our way securely. We'll be safe on our way. Now, that might be safe from others wanting to do us harm. You remember back in chapter one, we talked about those lying in wait to rob and kill. Wisdom can keep us safe from our own foolishness. Heaven knows that we can get into some serious foolishness when we're on our own, right? And wisdom can also keep us safe from things that happen in life, things that we know we need to avoid by making good decisions when we're looking at life as we spoke of yesterday through the lens of wisdom. Second, this verse tells us that our feet will not stumble. In our language, in the English, we think of the word stumble as not that dangerous of a consequence. Stumbling in our language is easily recovered from. It's a little bit of pain maybe, but it's not really that big a deal. I have no binocular depth perception. And what that means is uh, the pictures that each eye takes does not get put together correctly in my brain. And so I don't see things the way everyone else sees them. And I tend to run into things and stumble all the time. I have a lot of experience stumbling, and I have a lot of experience recovering from stumbling. It's usually not that big a deal. But this Hebrew word is translated in other parts of scripture as smite, like in Jehovah smiting men with some plague, especially a fatal plague with sickness or death. It can mean beat, dash, hurt, plague, slay, smite, strike. It can also mean stub your toe, but from the other uses, I get the idea that wisdom protecting us from stumbling is not so much just about a stubbed toe. 
The verses tell us that if you lie down, you will not be afraid, or you can go to bed without fear. We'll see in this verse in the next chapter, don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you, from Proverbs 4, 6. Wisdom will protect us. She will guard us from harm. So in one sense, this is real life protection. Wisdom will keep us from missteps or stumbles that will really harm us. But in another sense, we see from Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in heaven. It also teaches us a perspective of rightly placed fear. We aren't supposed to be afraid in this world. John 16, says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Our fear is not supposed to be of the things on earth. Danger, abandonment, change, uncertainty. We're not supposed to be afraid of that stuff. Instead, what did verse 1-7 say was the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. A rightly placed fear is a fear of the Lord. And if we know that's true, if wisdom is on the job and we're protected and guarded, we're not afraid of the world, then the next sentence, when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet, or you will lie down and sleep soundly. I'm going to read you the whole of Psalm 3, and this was written by David. It says this, Lord, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain, Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. Selah. David is surrounded and attacked, but God is a shield around him. He cries out, God answers, so David can lie down and sleep. God sustains him, and he's not afraid. Now, let me tell you the situation that David was in when he wrote this psalm. David's oldest son raped his half-sister. Her full brother Absalom killed the oldest brother. He then fled and laid low for five years. He came back to Jerusalem and began to ingratiate himself with the people of Jerusalem, now remember, we talked about wisdom at the city gate. Absalom would act as a decision maker in the city gate and he would sympathize with the people and stroke their resentments. Eventually, he led a well-armed, well-supported rebellion against his dad, trying to kill him and take the crown. So David had lost a son to murder, had a daughter raped, lost the other son to rebellion, been betrayed by that son who is now chasing him down to kill him and take over his kingdom. How would you feel? Would you be able to lie down and sleep and write the words that David wrote? Let's ask ourselves some questions. In what ways have you been protected or guarded by wisdom in your life? Or in what areas do you need protection? Have you ever been so afraid or worried that you couldn't go to sleep? Afraid for your family or your own personal safety? Anxious that your bad decisions would be found out and you would suffer the consequences? How did these situations impact your relationship with God? How much of your life is controlled by fear, and what could you do to change that? Do you have a wrongly based fear of things of the earth, or a rightly placed fear of the Lord? How well do you sleep? What might be a reason for poor sleep from these verses? 
If you want a place to see and answer those questions, that was a lot of questions. I probably had way too many questions on this one. If you want to keep track of the answers to those and think about them and write them down, we send out a free set of journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to be on the list to receive those journal pages, just go to getwisdom.link backslash email, getwisdom.link backslash email, sign up, and we will send those out every Sunday night. As for me, hear me when I say that poor sleep has a lot of causes, not just poor choices. But imagine if your life were founded on a rightly placed fear of the Lord, and then the house of your life was built on a framework of wisdom. You've made good choices, you live obediently, submitted to God, He is your constant help, constant companion, and you trust Him no matter what. That's a whole different perspective than lying in bed worrying our nights away about the choices we make and what's going to happen. That life isn't built in a day, it's not even built in a week, but it is absolutely possible. It's built on the Word of God and experience of life with God. It shouldn't be the exception, it should be the norm for believers. We must not live lives controlled by fear of the wrong thing. How about you? What will you do about what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom simply for our own success, for our ability to live life easily. We want it so that we can better know you. I want it so that I can better love you and so that I can better love other people and live a life worthy of your name. Give us that kind of wisdom, Father, the kind that transforms our hearts and our lives into Christ-likeness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for being with me today. I so appreciate you being here. If you are new with us, welcome. I'm really glad to have you. If you are a broadcast watcher and you have enjoyed this, you are learning something, share it with a friend. It's easier to learn when we have somebody that we can talk to about the things that we're learning. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe, rate, and review. That's what you can do to get more people to join us so that they can receive benefit from this Word of God. I do this every weekday, so we will be back again tomorrow with another episode, and I would love to see you then. Until then, y'all have a great day. Bye.